14, it said, And thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left hand to go after other gods to serve them. The Bible said, Go down the straight and narrow path. But it shall come to pass, if thou wilt not hearken or listen unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all the commandments and the statutes which I command thee the, this day, that all these curses, and I won't read them, but shall come upon thee and overtake thee. These curses shall come upon us and overtake us. And I've been a Christian 54 years, in church 54 years, trying to live for God. I ain't been perfect. I've failed, stumbled, been mad, and been aggravated, and give up, and come right back the next Sunday. But God's blessed me all through this, and I've never seen a time just like it is today. It's a different uh, it's a different time. Satan's got different spirits out there like I've never seen before, and they're coming in in different directions, and if we're not really, really bound and grounded and rooted and grounded in the Word of God, then we'll not recognize that when Satan comes upon us. And he said over there in the 28th and the 63rd verse, and he said, And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good. So the Lord rejoices over us to do us good and excites him that he can help us. And another uh, makes a profession of faith and uh, comes on and glorifies God. But I'm going to tell you what he said. And it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you, so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you. I'm going to tell you something, glory to God. The Lord is going to destroy the destroyer. Amen. He's going to destroy them that wouldn't serve him. And the Bible said, and I didn't say this, but the Bible said he's going to rejoice over it. If they won't serve God, they're enemies of God. If we won't listen to the commandments of God. Let me read it all. And it shall come to pass as the Lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught, and ye shall be plucked from the land whether thou goest to possess it. Amen. That's all we'll read there. But I want us to get this in our mind that the Lord has uh, uh, predicted this. God has, uh, God has sent it down to Moses and said, Tell these people that this thing's going to happen. If we don't want to follow the Word of God, if we don't want to measure up to what God has given us, He said, I'll go with them. I'll be there with you all the way even until the end. But if you don't want to listen, He said, I will destroy you. I'll walk away from you. And He said, I'll rejoice, glory to God, that, that, that you can't make it. I'll rejoice, amen. That don't sound like a God, amen, that's petting America today. Amen. That sounds like a God that is going to turn his hand, backside of his hand, on America shortly if we don't come back to God. We've killed little babies. We've committed fornication. We've run in every direction that we wanted to run. Uh, we didn't care about nobody else. We didn't care who we hurt. Uh, we just went by our own feelings. If we could satisfy self, we were satisfied with it. And it didn't matter what nobody else thought. It didn't matter what the Word of God thought. And I've been told that right to my face. I prayed uh, this week with a 77-year-old man, a veteran, and I asked him, I said, do you care if I pray with you? And he said, no. And I said, are you saying no? Uh, you don't want me to pray with you or you don't care if I pray with you? And he said, well, I don't figure it matters. He said, you pray with everybody you see anyhow. 
I said, amen, and the Lord's told me you need prayer and I need practice, so we're just going to pray, amen. But I'm going to tell you, they're getting harder and harder. A 77-year-old man needs to recognize that his life is just about done. When he's crippled and he's in bad shape and on, I believe, 27 different medicines a day, honey, glory to God, it ain't going to be long till we're going to stand before God. Are we going to make fun of God? Are we going to say, I never heard the word. I'm going to tell us something today. We're going to hear Deuteronomy because I'm going to read it. Amen. I'm going to read what the word of God said. And he said he would pluck us out. He'd cut us off. And he said the curse would come upon us. And I've told you hundreds of times you get tired of hearing it. And it's been a long time since I've been to Israel. But I saw the, the displeasure in their face. I saw where they had walked away from God. I saw no joy and I saw no happiness uh, uh, in them. And maybe they had several things of this world, but they didn't have the peace of God. Can I tell you something today? There's nothing greater than the peace of God. Uh, I thought about I may have sickness, I may have trouble, and been in pain for about six weeks now with my leg, but glory to God, I've got peace with Jesus. Amen. I've got peace with God, and, and, and if I just sleep two or three hours a night, God gives me rest, and God gives me peace, honey, and I'm not afraid of dying. I've done been checked out on that. I'm not afraid of that, honey, and I've quit worrying about what man thinks about me, honey, but I'm going to tell you something. We can't go to heaven with sin in our life. We must be separated from the things of this world, and I found out glory to God in my life uh, uh, it's not easy to separate from the things of the world because the world is all around us Satan is pointing his finger at us wanting to bring us down uh, uh, wanting to talk about us wanting to break us down uh, to his level glory to God I believe it's time that we stand up amen and say we are somebody we need to be counted uh, uh, for the glory of God I am the children of almighty God let's go into the word of God and read what the book said, what he said right here in the 31st uh, chapter. We'll go about the 14th verse. And he said, And the Lord said unto Moses, Behold, the day approaches that thou must die. He told Moses, said, You're going to die. Call Joshua and present yourself in the tabernacle of the congregation that I might give him a charge. And Moses and Joshua went and presented themselves to the tabernacle of the congregation. And the Lord appeared in the tabernacle in a pillar of a cloud, and the pillar of the cloud stood over the door of the tabernacle. And I thought, what if a, what if a cloud just come over of the back door back there, and it was God. He just come in a, in a pillar of a cloud, amen, and stood over the back door and watching over. I'm going to tell you through the eyes of faith, can I tell you today, uh, Jesus is standing watching us. He may not be back there, and he may not be up here, but Jesus is watching every thought that we got. He's watching every move. There's nothing hid from God. Uh, we in America today have got so educated. Uh, we think that we can get by and do a few things we want to do and come back and repent and God will take us back. And uh, we talk about Catholicism and how some of them live. Amen. Uh, us Baptists are no better than they are. Glory to God. Uh, uh, we point out to our children they're going to heaven if you're saved. When you're five years old, it don't matter what you've done, you're still going to heaven. It's a lie straight out of hell, glory to God. And it needs to be preached again. I'm going to tell you, sin ain't going to enter in 
unto the kingdom of God. And the Lord come to Moses and he said, Moses, I, I thought about it. Let me read, think on that just a minute about Moses there. And Moses didn't get discouraged when God come to him and said, you're going to die. I believe roughly he was around 120 years old and his eyesight and everything was pretty good. But the Lord told him he's going to die. He continued on in the work of God. He done what God said. He said, come on, Joshua. We got to get together down here. The Lord's going to put a charge on us and tell us what you need to do. Amen. And the Lord's going to speak to you. He didn't fly off the handle and say, are they putting in somebody younger than me and I'm going to die and bless my heart. Amen. We people get all excited about what's going to happen in our life instead of what's going to happen down the road for the glory of God. Honey, I thought about it. I've been a young Christian, and now I'm an old Christian. Amen. Glory to God. But I thought about it sometimes. Us young Christians, we'll preach some stuff, and we'll talk some stuff, and we'll teach some stuff. And when it comes to our house, it's a total different story. Amen. Uh, we have to back down a little. I've done the same thing. I've had to back down a little. Glory to God. It's as good to be saved in your sickness as it is to be saved when you're well, honey. We still need to glorify Almighty God. It's as good to be saved. It may be even better how uh, to be saved in your trouble than it is when you ain't having no trouble. When everything's going good, when you're in trouble and things are hurting and things is uh, not going your way, then you grab on to God. You'll pray a little more. You'll read God's Word. You'll seek out some comfort. Uh, when everything is going good, sometimes we just go in our own way. And uh, there's so many ways that's set up in America today uh, that these children of Israel didn't have right here in Deuteronomy and he said and the Lord appeared in the tabernacle in a pillar of a cloud and the pillar of the cloud stood over the door of the tabernacle 16th verse and the Lord said unto Moses behold I shall sleep with thy fathers and this people will rise up and go a hoeing after other gods listen to what this can you imagine Joshua Fellas, you just called your name, uh, just been announced your calling to preach, amen, and said, I'm going to go preach. Take this right here. This is what God told Joshua. And he said, and behold, he said unto Moses, behold, I shall sleep with thy fathers, and the people will rise up and go a-holding after the gods of the strangers of this land, whether they go to be among them and will forsake me and break my covenant, which I have made with them then my anger shall be kindled against them in the day and I will forget them I will forsake them and I will hide my face from them look at this today as our young preachers step out and I've seen it over the years that it gets harder and harder we got people today looking at their young ones and playing games bless God listen to the word of God Listen to the Word of God. We need something we can take to the bank. We need something we can take to the graveside. Honey, we didn't come to church to play. We come to church to learn something about God's Holy Word. It ain't always going to be honey and cake and ice cream. Uh, honey, there's some hard times coming just around the corner. Uh, I've stood, glory to God, in communist country, and I've watched uh, as they come in, and you can't preach for certain things uh, in places you can't carry your Bible. Uh, uh, there's places you can't mention preaching uh, uh, we've been in them and had to go out the back door and be shipped out of town because we wasn't supposed to be there honey if you think communism is going to take care of your health problems you're wrong today honey they're 
deceiving America today and our White House is deceived. Why? Because we backed up on God. I believe from the depths of my heart if you and I will quit playing games and get back to business with God and begin to pray for our government system, God can change some things. But neighbor, if we continue in the way that we're going, a hardship is coming to our house. Are we going to be able? Bill, we don't want to hear this. I'm my neighbor, and I mentioned it last week. I love him from the depths of my heart. But he said, I come to church to leave feeling good. He said, every time I come here, you preach, I leave feeling worse than I did. We need to get right with God. The only way we'll feel good is be right with God and know that God has taken care of us and God has moved upon us and that God has brought the message to us. And he said, he said he'd hide his face. In my anger shall be kindled, 17th verse, against them in the day, and I will forsake them. And I'm going to tell you, they'll tell you today the Lord won't ever forsake you. He said in his word, if you ain't going to serve me, I will. There's a place in the Bible, and I have to go hunt it. But he said, don't pray for these people because I won't hear you. Because they, they're turned over to a reprobate mind. They've done what they wanted to do. I have spoke to them. They've heard the grace of God. The grace of God has spoke to them, and they said no to the grace of God. I'm going to wait till I'm older. I'm going to wait till I get done with this woman. I'm going to wait till I get done with that man. I'm going to do just a few more drugs. I'm going to walk just a little bit longer where I want to walk, and God said that he will forsake you. Amen. God said, if I turn my back on him, he will forsake me. The word of God said he would hide his face from me. I'd hate to think today, church, listen to what I'm saying to you. You don't think this will happen, I can tell you, and it shuts the church down. It ain't much of a shouting message. But I'm going to tell you something. When you kneel down beside of that bed and you begin to pray for something that's so serious in your life, and you know God is not hearing you, and you know that he's forsaken you, and you know that he's turned, he's hid his face from you, that he's not paying any attention to you. Where else are you going to turn? Can I tell you, glory to God, I'm going to tell you why there's so many on drugs today. They got saved when they was young. They turned their back on God, amen, and, and they got down to pray, and they was expecting everything to go their way. They believed the lie that they could do a little drugs and live in sin and still go to heaven. Then they get down to pray, and God ain't speaking to them. And then they go right on and get into drugs worse and worse and worse. You know why I made a drunk? You know why Shannon made a drunk? Amen. Glory to God, we wouldn't face reality. That we was dying and going to hell. We tried to hide behind the bottom. You know why so many are on pills today? They're trying to hide from the grace of God. They're trying to hide from the reality of God. Why do we see so many start, make a start, with testify the goodness of God and go right back into the things of the world? Honey, glory to God, they're expecting God to just bloom all over them. I'm going to tell you, the sword never left David's house. Those that turned their back on God, he wasn't with them. He turned his 
back to him. He turned his face. I hid his face away from him. And we can believe this or we can let it go by. But I read this, and this was his chosen people of Israel. This was the ones that he brought out of Egypt, amen, and crossed the Red Sea, glory to God, on dry ground. This is the ones that wandered in the wilderness with them 40 years. This is the ones that God loves, amen. Them and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles. Let me read 17, all of it. And the angel shall be, my anger shall be kindled against them in the day, and I will forsake them, and I will hide my face from them, and they shall be devoured, and many evils and troubles shall befall them, so that they will say in that day, Are not their evil, are not these evils come upon us, because our God is not amongst us. The message God's laid on my heart today is God amongst us. The people seen the troubles and the evils, and they say, is our God not amongst us? This is the big G God. Is our God not amongst us? Neighbor, can I tell you today, church after church, honey, and, and I desire the presence of Almighty God. But church after church I've been in, and it's a form and a fashion, and the Bible told us these things would happen. Honey, we don't invite God in. I, I, we want to invite sin in and live like we want to live and not let God rule our life. The very best I can do, if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? Honey, I'm just going to barely make it through. I have tried. I've tried to serve God. I've tried to preach every message God gave me. Honey, but so easily do we want to see after the things of Satan. We want to reach out after the things of Satan. I thought about seemingly some of the people that were serving God closer than, than anybody that I've seen were living in uh, little shacks, 10 by 12 shacks, amen, and didn't have anything, but they dressed nice and come and uh, sat on board, oh, oh, a rough sawed board of lumber, amen, a board just to sit down on and to worship God and could stay all day. It didn't make no difference. You know why? Let me tell you something. Why the Spirit of God fell in our old churches? The preachers would come down the dirt road, walk into church, and pray on the banks of the road. And I'll tell you something, there wasn't no place to go eat, glory to God. And I've talked to several old people sit on the bedside, amen, there wasn't no place to go eat, so they just stayed at church, amen. They were tickled to death to get to walk to church and wasn't in no hurry to get back home. Four or five preachers would preach, I've been in some of them services, amen, and that was the joy of their whole week, amen. That was the blessing of their whole week. Today, church is just a, a burden to us because we want to get to a place to eat. We want to get to back to our family. We want to go yonder. We want to go to our games. We want to ride our motorcycles, our boats. Amen. We want to fly our kites. We want to do what we want to do. We don't want uh, God uh, to have the right of way in our life. We need what little time we give God. Uh, brothers, help. We need to give God holy uh, everything that we've got and let God reach in and bless our soul and give us a double will glory to God and give us a double portion of the Holy Ghost power of God when Satan comes knocking on our door amen we can turn and laugh at him and say death I'm not afraid of you a cancer I'm not afraid of you a pain of this world I'm not afraid of you but too many times as you read this morning when seven others come knocking on our door 
uh, that was worse than the first. And he said the the last state of that man uh, was worse than the beginning of it. Amen. Amen. And we find it true. I've watched it all of my life. Make a shallow profession for God. Listen to me. Honey, when we got saved, we made a shallow profession to God. Every one of us. We didn't know exactly what we'd done. We just know by faith we're stepping out. Amen. But glory to God, we had to grow in this thing, brothers and sisters. Uh, we had to be around uh, uh, senior citizens. We had to be around people that talk. We had to be around people that love the Lord. Uh, I thought about Ivan Payne right here today in my heart. Uh, Ivan Payne helped this old boy. Uh, he had a set time for everything. But when it come time for him to study the Bible and talk to Preacher Bill, he sat down and he talked to me. Can I tell you something? His boy right now is 90 years old and never been saved. 90 years old and never been saved. Ivan Payne and his dear wife prayed many of a prayer. We was in home prayer meeting Friday nights. Amen. And just think about it. Could that be discouraging to you? Could that be discouraging to you? It's encouraging to me. It shows me you can pray and pray and pray until they decide ain't nothing going to happen. Hey, man, if I don't get to see it all, there ain't nothing going to happen. That don't make no difference. I need to continue in faith. I need to walk on in faith. Well, what the Bible said, because our God is not among us. We recognize today sometimes when trouble comes to our house because our God is not among us. Do we understand that? That's, that's the message. God is not amongst us. I will surely hide my face in that day for all the evils which they shall have wrought in that they are turned into other gods. And that's little gods. They've turned into other gods. How many things has America turned into? How many things has America picked up and went since George Washington and Abraham Lincoln? Hello? How many things have we turned to? Now therefore write ye this song. The Lord told Moses to write a song. And it ain't like a song that we sing today, but I'm going to read part of it. And he said that song will be sung forever. So this song that God told Moses to write, I'm going to sing it this morning. I'm going to read it right out of the Word of God. For when, when I have brought thee into the land, let me read 19 again. Now therefore write ye this song for you and teach it to the children of Israel. Put it in their mouths and this song may be a witness for me against the children of Israel. For when I shall, when this song is written down, amen, and we've heard this song, then it's a witness against the children of Israel. It's a witness against us when we've heard the word of God and don't obey it. And when I shall have brought them into the land, which I swear unto their fathers that floweth with milk and honey, and they shall have eaten and filled themselves and waxen fat, then will I then will they turn unto other gods and serve them and provoke me and break my covenant. He said, These children, Moses, Joshua, he said, Moses, you're gonna die. You can't go into the promised land. But Joshua, you've got to take them across. So he forewarned Joshua. He said when they go across and they take over uh, and they take over on the other side, 
And they take over into the land flowing with milk and honey. And they take over Jericho. And God gives them all of these things. Then he said they'll turn and pick up other gods. And today that's what exactly what America has done. We have won the battle. We have won the victory. Glory to God. And we've turned our back on God. We've turned our back on the covenant of Almighty God. We've turned our back on the Word of God. We, we in America today have got all kinds of Bibles besides the King James Version. We, we're, we have turned our back on God. We've took the blood away. We've took the darling Son of God away. We've took all the power that we can possibly take away from, from God. We've not sung the song that God said for us to sing. And he said, and it come to pass when many evils and troubles are befallen them that the song shall testify against them as a witness, for it shall not be forgotten out of the mouth of their seed, for I know their imaginations which they go about even now before I have brought them unto the land which I swear. Moses therefore wrote this song the same day and taught it the children of Israel. And he gave Joshua, the son of Nun, a charge and said, Be strong. Fellows, I'm telling you, be strong. And of good courage. For thou shalt bring the children of Israel unto the land which I swear unto them, and I will be with thee. And I thought, compared to the children of Israel and the group that, that uh, Moses and uh, Joshua had here, how many more are we getting to today? I never dreamed a hillbilly out of Logap. Sister said maybe the rednecks, we understood rednecks and low gap. But I, I thought, how, reaching into California, reaching into China, reaching into the far lands, this word today, if you were praying for me, you were pushing it, getting it over there. If you were against me and the word of God, you were hindering the work of God. Amen. It's that simple today. And I swear unto them, and I will be with thee, and it will come to pass when Moses had made an end of writing the words of the law in the book until they were finished, then Moses commanded the Levites that by the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law. This is right here it is, Deuteronomy. He said, Take this book by the ark of the covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book in the law and put it in the side of the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there for a witness against thee this word of god is a witness against thee if it's never preached to you it can't bother you if you never read it it can't bother you but if it's been preached to you if it's been read to you if it's been taught to you bless god it'll be a witness against you to know to do good and don't do it is sin amen that's the word of god for i know thy rebellion and, and thy stiff neck behold while i am yet alive with you this day ye have been rebellious against the lord and and how much more after my death. They're going to be more rebellious after Moses' death. I read, and I won't get all this right, but the Lord took Moses up, and like I said, 120 years old, took him on, up on Mount Nebo, I believe it was. We'd have to look it up. But something hit me that I'd never seen before I was reading this week. He said, no man knows where his grave is. Nobody knows where Moses is buried. Nobody knows. Well, the Bible said that he buried Moses. And I thought, 
God buried Moses. You go back and read that. I believe it's the last chapter of Deuteronomy. I thought, well, man, God buried Moses. God knows where he's at. And the people wept for maybe 30 days. They wept for a long time because Moses was gone. But the Lord told them plainly when Moses was gone. And I thought about how long has it been since Moses. And as each pastor that I've ever sent out her has, has went away. I'm not saying died but went away or moved somewhere else. I'm not saying backslid. But something else happened and they went somewhere else. If we ain't careful, we lost a little. We lost a little. I believe every generation that passes, we lose a little. You say, oh, I picked it up on the phone. I got it. I got it. I got it. <clears throat> when the power grid goes out and the phone dies away, you ain't going to know your way to Pine Ridge. Hello? That's about how it is. That's just about how it is. Jerk out an old country map. Amen. We get laughed at. Gather unto me all the elders of your tribe and your offers that I might speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth as a record against them. For I know that after my death ye will utterly corrupt yourselves. Neighbor, I've watched it year after year in different churches. I've watched, and a pastor is nothing but a man set in place by God. But I've watched a pastor move on or a pastor die and a church go berserk. A church flop here and flop yonder. Neighbor, if I fall over today, hang on to what you got. Brother Bill didn't bring it here. It was here before I was born. God, Almighty God. And it's written down in the book. And the Bible said it was it's brought in the Ark of the Covenant. And it's brought to us right here in the church of the living God today. It, it ain't mine. It's ours. It's ours. And turn aside from the way which I have commanded you. And evil will befall you in the latter days because you will do evil in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger through the work of your hands. And Moses spake in the ears of all the congregation of Israel the words of this song until they were until they were ended. So he called the elders together and he and he wanted them to, to do right. He wanted to stay together. Let me read some more to you. We we are getting right into this, I can tell you. We we get right into this. Amen. First Timothy. First Timothy. Is our God among us? Is God speaking to your heart or are you sulking? Are you tired? Are you hungry? Are you on your job? Has your mind took a far journey? Where are we at? First Timothy. Four, one and two. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. How can you depart from faith that you've never had? Some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. 
Neighbors, can I tell you, it spoke to one right after another and said, that church is awful, don't go there, they're hypocrites. I've heard it this week. They're hypocrites there at that church. I, I'm just going to go. I, I thought about a man that come here 25, 30 years ago, better than that, 35, 40 maybe. And they said, I'll never come to that church because he's there. They still ain't in this church, and they're still alive, and they ain't in no other church. We can make all of these. They give heed to seducing spirits. Satan will show you things why you don't need to praise God. You don't need to read the Word of God. You don't need to go to church. I need to be in the house of God today to keep the seducing spirits off of me. Speaking lies in hypocrisy. They're hypocrites. Having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Their conscience is seared with a hot iron. It don't bother them to make fun of you. It don't bother them. I'm going to 2 Timothy 3. Second Timothy 3, 1 through 7. This know also that in the last days peerless times shall come. That's troublesome times. America thinks gas $4 a gallon is awful. I called an oil company Thursday, I believe. I called an oil company. I said, how much is K1 kerosene? $5.59 a gallon. I said, there'll be some cold butts. This one will want it, sis. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. How many poor folks out there on Social Security can pay $5.59 for a gallon of K1? I know everybody don't heat with K1. I thank God Oscar come help me bust a, that two big truckloads. I can make it if Janet stays able to keep the fire going. But think about it, neighbor. We think this is the awfulest thing that ever happened to us. I mean, that this is terrible. But Grandma and Grandpa didn't have a bathroom. When we got married, we didn't have a bathroom. Hot and cold water. Electric lights. Saved many of a week in round people. Grandpas and grannies. Just after dusk dark, and I started trying to do that again. <laughs> Blow out the lantern and go to bed. Go to bed. Instead of sitting on Facebook till 2 o'clock in the morning. Hello? Yeah. You go to bed at 5.30, you'll feel like getting up in the morning. You'll be hurting so bad you can't lay there. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Let me read. Know this, that in the last days peerless time shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves. Are we not there today? Covenants, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. I'm going to tell you, you're sitting under my voice today. When trouble comes to your house, you're going to fall all to pieces. And, and you think you've got the bull by the horn right now. Without natural affections, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, they can't even control theirself. There's more on anxiety pills today than, than I've ever heard of. Can't control their temper. Fears despise those that are good. Despisers of those that are good. 
I hope I can stay good till they despise me. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. Is that not here today? Think about each one of us. Am I where I started from? Have I got what I had when God gave me free salvation? Am I as clean as I was in 1968? I know I know more Scripture, very little, but I know more Scripture. I know better to do good than I did then, but am I doing it? I'm going to tell you, it ain't been no trouble to pay my light bill the last year. When my light bill was hard to pay, I prayed. Amen. Amen. Mm. I know y'all ain't getting this, but that'll be all right. For this sort are they which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with divers' lust. Seventh verse said, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. We, we just don't have it together like God wants us to have it together. I'm going to turn over to Jude. The book of Jude. And I'm, I'll try to read fast, not preach. I'll just try to read fast to us. Jude, right before Revelation, just one book, the third verse, said, Behold, when I give all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation. Can I tell you something? It's common salvation. I've preached that before. Just common salvation that every man can grasp onto. It's not something outstanding that man can't grasp on to. It's common salvation. It was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. So the Bible is saying there for us to contend or, or struggle or to reach out to the, to the spirit, to the, the, the faith that was once delivered to the saints of God. That was delivered to the saints. He said here in these last days, Jude, he says that we need to contend for it. It's a struggle to keep the faith. I mean, is it a struggle for you to keep the faith? For you to believe and not get discouraged? To not worry about what God's doing? To not worry about the troubles and the sickness that's there in your house? God has put it down in a letter in Deuteronomy and finished it out in Jude, honey. Trouble is coming to us. We need to contend for the faith. We need to reach out and grab a hold of what God has done for us. The common salvation. For there are certain men crept in unaware who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of God into lasciviousness or lust, and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I, th I thought, I thought, if nobody else backs me, Larry Johnson will. But I, th I thought how little respect we have for the house of God. The preachers want to look like the hippies. We want to act like the hippies. We want to dress like the world dresses. You'll stand and tell me that has nothing to do with salvation. I'm going to stand and tell you there's no respect. The Bible said for, that a woman dresses like a man or a man that puts on a woman's apparel, and it's in Deuteronomy. He said it's abomination to them. 
And I know none of us dress like they did in biblical days. I understand that. But neighbor, we need to do the best we can do. We need to be an example. We don't look we don't need to look like a concert. Hello? I know this makes you mad. I understand that. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, after destroyed them that believed not. He saved those out of Egypt. 600,000 died because they quit believing. They quit believing that God could take them. You know, at, at the most, three years, they could have made it. But unbelief, and they signed it 40 years. America is signing right around and around and around. You cannot give a stimulus check out of money that's not, nothing to back it up. You can't do it. And the angels were kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation. He, had to, he didn't throw them out. They left. Left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness until the judgment of the great day. And then he says in the seventh verse, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, it wasn't just Sodom and Gomorrah, but the cities about them in like manner giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, and set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. God set this forth as an example for us to look at. We're going to read 16 through 25 in this, and I'll quit. These are mummers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaking great swelling words having men's person in, in admiration because of advantage. Hey, there's people we'll really suck up to if it's an advantage to us. And that old man on the street, hey amen, he ain't much advantage to us. The world's full of it. You're part of it. you got to dodge it. Amen. Janet said I'd cut my nose off, spot my face, and I guess I would. I, I don't want man to think I owe him anything but love. I, I just want to love you. I, I don't want to owe you anything but this love. I want to preach the gospel willingly. Not, not of constraint or bound down by it or as a burden is my job. It's a calling from Almighty God. I need to praise it and give, give God honor for it. Not be ashamed of it. It don't matter who talks about me. The little preacher jokes can go to war. I don't care where they're at. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. And there's mockers. I told you I'll, I'll run into them this week. They'll make fun of you. Is that supposed to tell me, well, I ain't going to pray for you. I don't care. I'll just walk away. That gives me a burden to pray that much harder. It gives me a burden to press in. One more time that the song, the song of Moses that God gave him would be sung to somebody else 
the face of God will be hid from us one day and there's no salvation when God hides his face from us. Man, this is serious. This is serious. Is God among us? Is God in your house? Well, Brother Fred come visited us this week. We wanted to come see Scotty. He sat and talked a good while on the porch. He got into it that most preachers don't get into, but how the flesh constantly tries to stop us. And how he said it bothers him that he's got older and can't preach like he used to. It's a little hindrance to me too. But I've got to accept 80. I ain't as old as Emma, but I'm 80. Amen. And it, it hinders us. Old age ain't fun. Say amen, Ann. Amen. But think about it, church. These are some of the troubles that come. Andy, wouldn't you like to be like you used to be one time? Just run down the road. Andy say, how are you? Just exactly right. Ain't that what he said? Just exactly right. No problem. Amen. There he says, dead of summer with a coat on. He used to. Shirt open. January. Chest showing. Amen. Yeah. Out in the snow. Boy, you, somebody told him, said, boy, one of these days you'll want a coat. And he knows now. Ain't that how it is, Brenda? Amen. That's how we are. These be they who separate themselves sensually, having not the Spirit. So they're out there behind the pulpits today. Listen to what I'm telling you. That have separated themselves sensually and decided to go to college and made it a calling, made it a profession, and they're not hanging on to the Word of God. They're knowledgeable. They know how to grab people. I'm not knocking education. I need some. But neighbor, I'm telling you, they're deceiving mankind today. But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith. What did he say? But ye, beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourselves in the love of God. Neighbor, if you get out of the love of God, it ain't nobody but you. He said, keep yourself. Is God in our midst today? Is God convicting hard? Is God waking somebody up? Is God singing Moses' song that God gave him? It's the song of Moses being sung to us that, that we will, that God won't be in our presence. We wake up in trouble and evil and sickness and we say, where is God? When a church falls apart, listen to me, church. I've seen it happen. When it falls apart, seemingly it never goes back to where it was. Keep it together. Chew your own thoughts. Keep it to yourself. If you ain't satisfied and can't live with it, leave. If you ain't going to straighten up. Amen. There's too many troubles in our churches today. Keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ with eternal life. We need to stay in love and look for the mercy of the Lord Jesus Christ. I need the mercy of God at my house and my altar and 
and on my family, the troubles we got, the nights we've laid awake, I need the mercy of God. And of some having compassion, making a difference. And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garments spotted by the flesh. Honey, I'm going to tell you, there's a few we can pull out of the fire. There's a few we can reach out and get. Don't let them hurt our feelings. Don't quit on them. Don't back down on them. Reach out and grab them one more time if you can. Pull them out of the fire. That might be the last time that you ever have a chance. But it might be the time, amen, if they say, I accept Jesus as my Savior. Everybody says, Lord, Lord, ain't going to enter in. Everybody's joined the church and been baptized, ain't going to enter in. Everybody's come through Mount Vernon, ain't going to enter in. And I'm going to tell you something, if I don't finish this race, I can't go myself. Hello. I know this thing. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless, listen to that, to him. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of the glory with exceeding joy. The only wise God, our Savior, the glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Praise God. That's a little short book, but I'm going to tell you it says a lot. Thessalonians 2 and 3, and I'm done. Let no man deceive you by any means. I saw a total argument break out in Freeze, Virginia when I was a young Christian. And I said, don't let man deceive you. And the little preacher jumped up and chewed me out. There's an old preacher bird at, old preacher bird at Turkey Knob in Freeze, Virginia. He stood up and he said, wait a minute. He said, man can deceive you. He shut up the little preacher. I'm just a young Christian. God will take care of you, church, if you'll try to stand on the word of God. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Can I tell you something? Just around the corner, just around the corner, the abomination of desolation spoken of by the Daniel prophet, Prophet Daniel is going to sit up and he's going to claim himself to be God. And he said, a falling away and that and then the Lord's coming back. The Lord's coming back. I hope you've got something from this. Moses sung to me today because the Lord gave him the writing of the song. And I thought it ain't worded out and music above it till we could play back. But it was a song that God gave Moses. I'll hide my face from him. Is God in the midst of the church? If there's trouble and evil and things you can't handle in your house, check out you first. Make sure God is in our house. Make sure God is here in our prayers. If it's been boring to you, I love it. 
Amen. Can we have standing feet?